Hi and welcome to the Skate Creative Podcast. My name is Joel Curtis. I'm a musician and skateboarder. This week's guest is Danny Wainwright. Danny works for Van Shoes in the Grassroots Marketing Division. Born in Coventry, he started skateboarding after moving to Stroud, Gloucestershire at the age of nine. Danny's talent was evident from an early age and he and his friends were featured in UK magazines from the early 90s onwards. During these formative years, he became a fixture in the British scene, befriending other notable skateboarders like Tom Penny and Alex Moll, whose progressive passion for skateboarding had a massive influence on Danny. After being asked to ride for PAL Skateboards in 1993, he got to travel all around America and Canada doing demos and competitions. He and fellow Bristol-based skater Justin Sydenham started 5050 Skate Shop in 1997. Danny has had numerous video parts and similar British titles like Playing Fields, Rain Clothing's Juice, as well as 4 one and many 50-50 and PAL videos. Danny's renown for his high ollie led to him reluctantly being asked to enter the competition for the world's highest ollie in 2000. Clearing a height of 44.5 inches, Danny's record stood for well over 15 years. I caught up with Danny to talk all things art, living in Barcelona, his early skate memories, being on the road and riding for PAL, the importance of graffiti and the world's highest ollie comp and starting his new company ahead. To find out more about Danny and his work, please follow the links in the podcast description. I do hope you enjoy this episode. Well, nice to see you, mate. Nice to see you too. Yeah, as we were just saying, it's been, it's been, a, long been, time. been a while. Yeah. So how was Bristol when you mm. came back? Was that, that nice to be back again for a bit? And... It was nice, yeah. It was... Um... When was I back? I was back about a month ago. Um... And uh, yeah, it was really nice, really nice, you know, obviously see the kids, um, hang out with my girls, uh, you know, just catch up, catch up with some mates, do all that stuff. Um, There was quite a lot going on in town as well. There was the, um, I don't know if you saw that Vanguard's street art and graffiti uh, exhibition that was there at the M Shed. Um, So there was a lot of stuff going on with that, you know, there was like a weekend of... um, documentaries like art different art documentaries art photography graffiti uh, documentaries going on um, so that was quite cool it was a really good opportunity to meet a lot of people you know obviously that's quite a big part of my background background as well you know the whole sort of graffiti and street art and you know the whole art thing you know having two galleries in, in bristol um at different times um so yeah it's just good to catch up with people man yeah. good to catch up with people martha cooper was there i don't know if you know martha cooper Name rings a bell. I, I, uh, yeah. She, um, yeah. I mean, she's she's a you know amazing photographer from New York. Oh right, yeah. She, along with a guy Henry Chalfant, did the first kind of you know graffiti book. Um, you know. Which one was that? Was that Sub- Subway Art? Sub- Subway Art. Yeah. yeah, the first one. There was that. And there was Spray Can Art. Um, as well. They're the ones I had when I was. Spray there. Can Art came out after. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, Henry so Chalfant, and somebody else did that. It was, um, yeah, it was her and Henry Chalfin did the first one and uh, just blew me away, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I remember when I was eight years old um, and it came, it came out when I was eight and my brother yeah, stole right. it from the school library, <laughs> you know, and um, it's probably the best thing he ever did because that's, <laughs> that really kind of started to mould what I was about, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, and my interests, you know. I mean, I remember you... St- I still have that book. I still have the one he right. stole from the is library. It's you know? still got the library stamp and it's inside got, it. Yeah, yeah, it's got, it's got the school stamp in it and it's got, um, like, me and him, you know, our tags in there and... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to cut, cut some pictures out. So there's some pages where, you know, bits are cut out and I used to stick them on the wall and, like, you know, copy outlines and do all that stuff. Anyway, she was in town. She yeah. was in town. It's, um, her documentary is being released. Uh, Martha, a picture story, it's called. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's incredible. Really good documentary in depth about her, um, you know, and, and kind of her life as a photographer. Yeah. Um, you know, in New York and working for National Geographic and, you know, and all this, all this stuff. So, yeah, I really recommend anybody that's into that sort of stuff. So, did you get to see or the photography? Fi- get to see the film already? Got to see the film, yeah, watched the film, first time I saw it, um, amazing. And then she did a Q&A, um, and she's amazing. I mean, she's 78 years of age, she's, you know, on the ball, she's cool as fuck, and she's just such an inspiration, and, and an icon, you know? I mean, she's like, you know, the godmother of 
you know, graffiti photography. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I met her in, in Berlin briefly when I lived there. Yeah. And then obviously met again then and we hung out. And then after it, you know, about six, seven of us, we went for dinner. You know, we all went for dinner with her and, and got drunk on, on margaritas. It was brilliant. <laughs> nice. Because that, <laughs> yeah. that, book, that book was, I remember that just being huge. Like everybody who was vaguely into any kind of like either hip hop culture or, well, skateboarding mm. as well, you know, had that book and like... Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, all, it's all hand in how, hand, how, isn't how it? How many you know, copies of that book must have sold is insane. Well, the thing is, is apparently that book released and because of the audience it released to, um, well, they didn't sell many copies and, and any copies that went pretty much got stolen. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. what is it. She talks about that, I think, in the documentary or maybe we were talking about it, I don't remember... Um, but just funny, you know, she was like, yeah, everyone basically just stole the book. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, which right. is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't, it's not like they made a lot of money with the book, you know what I mean? And I think the first, I think the first press was, I don't think it was many copies, to be, right, to be honest, yeah, yeah. you know. Not considering when, like, worldwide, you know. Yeah, sure. So, which came first for you? Was it that, that kind of interesting graffiti or was it skateboarding? Oh, easily graffiti and hip-hop. You know, um, yeah. I mean, eight years of eight years of age. I was super into it. My brother was into it. You know, my my. I have two older brothers, so my middle brother, uh, he was super into into hip hop. You know, and he had turntables, like shitty old turntables in a wooden box, like homemade DIY style. You know, and and a handful of records. You know, but. Um, yeah, that he, you know, he had that, and and you know, he used to play tunes, and we, you know, um, yeah, obviously, spray can art came out, you know, and that was just like a bible, you know. Um, same year, Beat Street came out as well. Uh, you know, breakdance movie, and you know, I was, I was breakdancing and, and doing graffiti and being a little shit, you know, eight, <laughs> tagging up uh, Mini D. I used to write back then. <laughs> nice. So that was that was Stroud, right? Was that Stroud or was that, that wasn't even Stroud? No, that no. was that was Coventry. Coventry. I lived oh, there. Right. Yeah, born in Coventry. Right. I don't know if I don't know if you knew that or people know that, but yeah, born in Coventry. I lived there till I was eleven, and then moved out to Stroud when I was eleven, and then I moved to Bristol when I was seventeen. I was going to say Stroud. And like moved Stroud moved is... to Bristol and California, kind of at the same time. Right, okay, when I was yeah, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Stroud is probably the most unhip hop place in the world, isn't it? Yeah, no, but you know what? <laughs> it, it, we like Stroud is where you know I started skating, and yeah, Stroud yeah, yeah. is where I met Sid. You know, who's who's my partner mm. and mate. You know, partner in Fifty Fifty, uh, and and long term mate as, as well as as Joe Abgood. You know, yeah. Um, so I met those guys there and also I've met a lot of really good friends I had a really good friendship group there I met you know this guy Wayne Stevens who, who we used to call him Pob he got me into skating um, I used to go to school with his sister and uh, yeah I just well, I don't know I just went to say hi or something because you know I was new there you know and I just went to say hi at her house she lived around the corner and I ended up meeting her brother and you know we ended up hanging out but Stroud had like, you know, we had like a good crew of, of dudes. We all used to hang out. Yeah. They were super into hip hop and, you know, and graffiti and, you know, the sort of country bumpkin version. But like, you know, my, my, a friend of mine, Ben Curtin, he was DJing. He was amazing. You know, he's such a good DJ. And we used to hang around in that crew. You know what I mean? A friend of mine, Danny Pitt, actually. Uh, Danny Pitt was a, was a guy from Stroud as well. And I remember driving past this place called the Subrooms, like the centre of town, you know. Um, I remember driving past there with my mum and dad before I was really skating, you know. Yeah. And I recognised the dude from town, you know. He looked like something out of, like, Arrested Development or something, you know. He had, like, shaved hair, head at the back and the sides. He had these, like, blonde, kind of, like, spiky dreadlocks on top. You know, big baggy pants. You know, and I was like, whoa, this dude's style, I'm down, you know, I like this. <laughs> and then I saw him rolling along an Ollie a backpack. Right. And I remember I was like double took and we drove past and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but that was so fucking, you know, that was yeah, just yeah. the easiest thing, you know. 
Um, but yeah, Danny Pitt used to chill with him. Uh, Marcus James, you know, he's he's an artist now in London doing yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I know Marcus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those dudes, you know what I mean? That was like that was the crew in Stroud, and it they, yeah, man, a good good group of dudes, really. You know, really talented, you know, guys, and super into what what they were about, you know, back yeah. then. So so um, skateboarding wise, was yeah. that like so? What age did you probably get your first board and stuff like that and think about, you know? Um, well, I remember I first saw, I mean, I had a skateboard. My brother had a plastic, like a penny board. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, when we were in Coventry. And uh, I used to mess around as a kid on that, you know, kneel on the board and kind of push around and whatever. And uh, my mum, you know, my mum would always trip out and always be like, oh, you need to wear pads and a helmet, you know what I mean? So I, I used to wear these old, like, I mean, you know, 70s style <laughs> shit it, pads and helmet. And, yeah. yeah, 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 with like, you know, like yellow and, um, yellow and red it was, and it was like a hockey helmet or something, you know? And uh, so I'd just be kneeling, you know, and getting around on that. So it wasn't really skating, I never stood up on the board, but I, I was really into it, you know? I remember as a, as a kid, vague memory of that. And uh, there's some photographs somewhere. Uh, my parents have, my, well, my dad has, yeah. And um, and then I remember as well, just before I moved to Stroud, I got the bus home from school. And I got off the bus and looked across the, the street to this church car park. And there was like three or four lads there skating. You know, Turbo 2s, you know, like that market market board you know with all the plastic on it and the big old bread loaf on the tail and <clears throat> and i remember i looked across and i was just like whoa shit like you know and they you know turquoise t-shirts and like all this stuff that no one wore you know and i remember i like it really i froze and i looked and i was like i want to do that you know what i mean and then whatever the time passed anyway moving to stroud i was 11 <clears throat> When I moved to Stroud, I was in the first year of secondary school. And like I said, I met, I met Pob, who turned out, you know, we, we, were, we were great mates. And, um, yeah, he, he got a skateboard, you know. Um, and his, his family, you know, there was no shortage of money or anything like that. So it was just like, I want a skateboard. Bam, you know, I got a skateboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he had, a, he had a Santa Cruz Salva board with the, uh, the one with the... The tiger on the bottom. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like such a good board. Yeah, gnarly. Um, and he got that, and we used to share it. It's really right, weird. Yeah. We used to share because I didn't have a board. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. my parents, they didn't have the money to buy me a skateboard. You know. Yeah. So we was... used to share it and all that. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it was fun, and, and you know, we both really, really enjoyed it. We both get, you know. Um, and it was like, fuck, I need to get my own board, man. This sucks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still didn't really understand. I mean, obviously, it was a good board. I, you know, I didn't know what was good, what brands. I didn't know anything like that. I'd never yeah, seen sure. a skate mag or anything at that time, you know? Um, and, um, yeah, one day my, my, my dad was like, oh, yeah, go down to the car and, you, you know, can you get that box out of the car, bring it up? And I was like, yeah, 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 all right, cool, cool. So I get the keys, I go down to the car and I open it. And there in the boot is like, you know, a Turbo 2 from the market, you yeah. know? <laughs> 10 quid. Yeah. You know, shit board. <laughs> I remember it, I've got a picture in my phone, actually. I saw it one time again, and I was like, fuck, a screen grab. I was like, that's my board, that's my first board, you know? And it was like, it said Kung Fu and had a picture of Bruce Lee with some nunchucks on it. <laughs> nice, nice. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I was hyped, you know, I was super hyped. Didn't matter how good or how bad it was or whatever. And do you remember those boards? Like they used to shrink wrap the board and then put the trucks and everything on. <laughs> yeah, see, I just take the cellophane like the, off like around the trucks and all, you know, right, exactly. the trucks. Exactly, for, for yeah, the whole exactly. Life of the board, yeah. And I kept the fucking, I kept the cellophane on because I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to get it dirty, you know? It's like people have those sofas with cellophane on as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And um, I, yeah, I, was just, I kept it on, you know, and it was shit that didn't, you know, didn't turn wheels and all this, you know, whatever. And I, I don't know what we did. Me and Pop somehow managed to like get a set of 
second-hand bearings and wheels from someone, you know, and then took all the extra put parts off the board and whatever, you know, probably stuck some sandpaper on it so it had more grip tape, you know, like I had no clue what it, you know. So at least that was it, it was rolling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> We'd sort of muck about and roll around, you know, and do that, you know. And, um, yeah, that was that was the start of it, man. Yeah. So, it's all downhill uh, since then. <laughs> that was peak. <laughs> so was there like, was there, was there, was there like a, because I know there was, a, there was a ramp in Stroud at some point, I don't know when did that turn up, or was there, was there like a, any kind of parks <clears> or anything like that, or nothing? Or no, was it just, I mean, just pure street? There was nothing. There was nothing in Stroud at that time. There was nothing at all. Um, and, yeah, we just used to muck around. There was a little hill from his house to my house. Tiny lane, you know, a uh, little footpath. And we used to, like, bomb down there or sit on the board and bomb down there, you know? And we screwed, like, screws in the, in the tail of the board so we could, like, do sparks and shit when we were going down the hill, you know? And... Um, but then, you know, learnt to ollie up a curb and all this stuff, you know, it's little things like that. And then I remember then, like, word of mouth, there was, like, a fun day or something at, at Roxburgh House, the youth centre in, in yeah. the town, you know? And, um, yeah, it was like, well, skate, what, skate fun, what, what's that, you know, skate fun day, you know? And we were like, oh, we need to go, you know? And... Um, yeah, we were like, fuck, yeah, we need to check this out, you know. And we went. Actually, it's a funny story. I, I don't know why I just remember this, but I said, okay, stayed up the next night. You know, I was quite excited or whatever. I was, like, home watching TV. And on TV there was a... I was watching a movie and there was a boat on it called the Santa Cruz or something like that. I right. had no idea. It was a skateboard company or yeah, yeah, a place yeah. called Santa Cruz, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I saw this thing, yeah, Santa Cruz or whatever, you know. Even though, actually, thinking about it, Pob's board was a Santa Cruz board, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah, that's our board, yeah. The Salbo board. Yeah. See, I didn't even know. I didn't even, like, put yeah, that yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. I saw this movie, anyway. The boat was called Santa Cruz, whatever. Da, da, da. And we went the next day, and it was just, like, all these kids, you know, with skateboards and all hanging out, stickers, you know, Tipex on the grip tape, writing stuff. And one, one said on the grip tape, Santa Cruz. Yeah. One of these kids' boards, you know. And I was like, oh, shit, I saw that film last night, too. <laughs> and he just looks at me like, dude, what are you... T- where, whatever, you know. And I was just like, weirdo, man, you yeah. know. Yeah, I remember that was really... I was, like, I had no idea, you know. But then that was like, fuck, we just walked in, you know, and there was, like, these dudes skating in a jump ramp or, you know, a little slide bar or whatever inside the, the kind of gym of this youth club. And that really opened my eyes as well. You know, it was like, wow. You know, I think it may have even been a fundraising for the ramp. I can't remember. But um, at that time, there was nothing there at the youth club, nothing permanent, you know? Yeah. And then over time, uh, over time, yeah, they raised money and they built a mini ramp. And it was, it was quite... Like, it wasn't... Well, it was about a foot and a half off the ground, which was quite weird. You know, right. it was quite high off the ground. And then it felt really huge. Yeah. But it had a really mellow transition and the coping stuck out. It was terrible. But, like, you know, as a kid who'd never even dropped in on a ramp or seen a ramp, you know, it was a ramp. It was like, that's a fucking ramp, you know? And uh, <clears throat> that's where I met Sid, actually. Uh, my partner in 50, we, we, you know, met him there. But I think at that time, I wasn't hanging out with Joe. Joe went to my, like, Joe Agud went to my school. I was in his, the same year as his brother. Um, so I just got, I got to know Joe through his brother, you know. I think his brother was like, yeah, my brother skates or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then one day went and met him, you know. But, uh, yeah, the youth club, the youth club did it. <laughs> That's sick. But, like, I suppose... I mean, I remember seeing photos of, of you and, and Habgo as well, like in skate mags pretty early on, really. I mean, like, that was like kind of early 90s, wasn't it? 91, I think. I think it was 91. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was 91. We were, you know, things have progressed. We were skating more. You know, we were like 
getting around a bit more. And Tim Layton Boyce from Rad, Rad Magazine. Um, I don't know who he got hold of. I don't, I don't remember it being me or anyone. I don't know. Maybe one of the older lads. I don't know. But it was like, yeah, fucking hell, man. You know, TLB from Rad Magazine's coming and going to do a feature on Stroud and Gloucester, you know. So it was like, oh, shit, you know. It's going to be amazing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Tim showed up and he was there for a, a day or two days, like Saturday and a Sunday or something. I can't remember. Um, and uh, shot all this stuff, yeah. So, you know, we were there, like, eagerly wait. You know, we went, we, we did Stroud. We did Sirencester. We did Gloucester on a Sunday. Because Gloucester on a Sunday was like, everybody went to Gloucester on a Sunday to skate. It was a really good car park with, like, super good, like, you know, little balls to, to board slide down and stuff. Yeah, we did those places. And then, uh, so we were like waiting for the mag, you know, like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Imagine if we get a photo. Yeah, yeah. And me and me and Joe walked into WH Smith's on the high street in Stroud. And there it was, like, Rad Magazine with fucking Joe on the cover. Yeah, that's not, so he didn't even you know, know it was going to be on there. That's we were like, what? Like, <laughs> tripping. I was like, fuck, that's crazy, you know. We all, like, gather around and we're all looking at this mag, you know. And then, uh, like, Fuck yeah! I, I got the like center page pull out. Yeah, yeah. Joe got yeah. the cover. We had a bunch of photos in there, you know, and like all all the mates, all the homies got got photos in there. And because I'm assuming that's all um, pre-sponsorship and all that kind of stuff. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Way pre-sponsorship. Yeah, '91. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's like when Death Death Box was huge, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I literally just bit, fucking yeah. wanted to be Alex Mole, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, Alex Mole was, like, my inspiration. Oh, yeah. You know? No, totally. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was riding an Alex Mole popcorn board, maybe, or Joe. I don't really, I don't remember. I don't think I was riding... No, I think Joe was riding a, a, a death box board. I just had whatever fucking hand-me-down I could get, really, you know? Um, yeah. Same with the Vision Streetwear shoes, like, hand-me-down for some other kid and... Just whatever scraps you could get together, you know? Yeah. Well, is that yeah. what, kind of that point, it's like boards would go around probably four or five different people, wouldn't they, for, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a yeah, no problem, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mental. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it didn't matter, you know, yeah. because yeah, completely. you were just super hyped, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that must be quite crazy having that kind of quite early on in your skateboarding life, like that thing of, you know, being in a magazine and stuff like that and... So was that like a, a a big confidence boost and stuff like that, and a big kind of like oh absolutely, you know, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think we've been skating for a few years, you know, already three years or something like that, you know. But yeah, I mean, you know, that was like wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, crazy. People, yeah, total confidence boost. Because that's it really I, was. I suppose it's weird. It's like it felt like to me around then as well. Looking back on it now, obviously didn't know this at the time, but there were these little scenes like like Oxford was a, a good scene like that, and it felt like you know. I mean, Oxford was kind of the capital, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, totally, yeah. Like, you know, you had SS20 there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you had uh, Alex, Alex Mole, you know. And those ramps um, that were there the whole time and stuff. And that wheels probably the Cowley there. Road ramps yeah, and all that yeah. stuff, you know. And then, I mean, that was that was where you went from from, from Bristol. Me, me and Joe, we used to hitchhike, you know. <clears throat> yeah, me and Joe would hitchhike to, from Stroud. To Oxford, you know, um, you know, just fucking kids with skateboards hitchhiking all over the place. You yeah, know, yeah, used to yeah. hitch it everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we used to go there, and then obviously you'd go to to SS Twenty and hang out and all that. And that's that's how that first thing started with SS Twenty. Like that was kind of my first sponsor or support. You know. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was, was SS Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Sean used to hook it up. Um, yeah, Sean used to sort it out. Mon, I mean, Mon was amazing, you know. Um, and it was just like, fucking hell, man. Like, this is insane, you know. Yeah. But those dudes used to hook it up. And then, like, obviously, like, hanging out with Tom when Tom was a little kid, you know. I mean, known Tom since he's 14 or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, I can't remember uh, his mates. I remember one little dude, Aaron. Yeah. 
Like Tom just, Justin Parker as well, maybe. Justin Parker, Tom Kilpatrick. Yeah, you know, and they had a good little squad of dudes there that we'd always hang out, you know. Well, um, I always think it's funny, especially, in, well, it, you know, every country, this, you know, like those little kind of scenes which are kind of in some ways isolated in that time, but there's there's so much progression goes on there. And, so, you know, someone like Penny coming out of there and like you guys from Australia and stuff like that, it's like, it's it's like the kind of, one of the really interesting things about UK skateboarding and probably European skateboarding as well is like, especially at that time, those things were kind of, you know, you had a lot, some stuff from America, but, you know, obviously nothing like it is now, but so people kind of developed in their own way. It's like Tom Penny, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if he'd been the skater he was, if he'd come from like, you know, Carlsbad or something like that. Do you know what I mean? He has his no, own, his no, own, no, his own unique all. style I mean, and stuff. You know? The thing is, is that we were just, have, you know, we were just skating and having fun. You know what I mean? That's what we were doing. We were skating, we were having fun. We didn't even realise anything. We didn't realise that we were part of something, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Um, you, know, you, you know, like, Tom, for instance, like, you didn't realise how good he was. I remember the, I remember the day I realised how, how good Tom was. We, we were in Gloucester and we were skating, you know. I mean, we, you know... This goes way back. Like, the first photo I've ever had in a magazine, I think, was 91 or 90. And that was at the Botley Bowl contest. And there's some, you know, really kind of well-known photos of Tom from there doing, like, Japan grabs. And, sure, yeah. And, and, a, and a melon, I think, you know, with his whole hand under the board. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, like, grabbing it with his thumb on top. Yeah. And I had a picture doing a one-foot. And with Scamp as well, don't forget Scamp, you know, Danny Fisher, Scamp in, in Oxford. Scamp was like a, you know, he was in the Death Box video. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, yeah, yeah. like little yeah. dude, like, um, Scamp was rad. I used to hang out with Scamp a lot. Now, me and Joe did. Um, fuck, I don't even know what I was going to say. But yeah, we were talking about... Oh, realising when Tom Penny was really good. Realising when Tom was good, that's right. Um... We were skating Gloucester and, like, we were learning blunt slides. We didn't even know what they were or what they were called. I don't you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing Ed Templeton do one in that video that was on in the shop or whatever. And uh, it was quite long. I mean, it was, like, you know, six-foot long kind of block, you know, down a little thing. And Tom just did it first try. Yeah. You know, blunt slide. And I was just like, you fuck, oh, you prick, you know, like... <laughs> I'm struggling here, you know, and like you just rode up and did it first try, and that was a real, like, you know, and it just he did it so easy and so well, yeah, you know, like everything Tom did, and I think that was the first time I was like, man, this fucking kid is something. He really is something, you know, something else. Yeah, well, I think like especially like Alex Mole, like I mean, obviously Tom Penny's like his his style was always incredible, but like Alex Mole was like he really was push pushing a lot of things in skateboarding, actually, just like. Oh All God, the, the Alex! When you look stuff. at what he was doing, yeah, so but so far ahead. You know, he, yeah, he did his own thing, Alex. No one else was doing that. What what he was doing, you know, they were doing the basics or whatever. But like, Alex was really pushing it and doing his own thing. You know, like in Abingdon, where he's from, the Crayola curbs they used to be called. Yeah, yeah. Because they used to use the crayons to like wax all the curbs. And like when when you look at some of the stuff that he was doing back then, you know really kind of before anyone was doing anything like yeah, that you know what I mean just mad, mad curb combos and stuff and yeah just that the way Deathbox looked the graphics you know Alex's style like it's just so so dope so good so first first getting hooked up with with stuff from from SS20 and stuff like that so was it kind of did that take you to kind of when you moved to Bristol and stuff like that were you getting hooked uh, up no no let or? me think so let me think, let me think, let me think. I mean, yeah, I've got to go back into my little adult brain and remember. So, yeah, SS20 was, was that was all right, but it was, you know, it was a shop that wasn't enough, you know, it couldn't support everyone and it couldn't do everything, you know what I mean? I need, I needed to get boards and I, I you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have any money or anything like that, you know? Um, I remember that, Alvin from Phase 7. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. With the ponytail? Yeah. So this, this dude, Alvin, yeah, from Phase 7. Um, 
he used to work with team and phase seven obviously was a distribution and uh, I remember there was a contest I don't remember where it was um, <clears throat> I don't remember where it was at all but it was like in a kind of sports hall maybe Wales somewhere North Wales or something like that and like Rune Rune was there Jagger was there you know anyway like and and we were skating I think I got second at the comp or something and anyway Alvin was like came up to me and he gave me a board and I was just like oh shit you know thanks man you know and he was like yeah 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 give me a call and like yeah we'll send you some stuff you know and it's just like what fuck this is you know amazing <clears throat> and it's funny because my mum and dad drove us up to that contest as well I can't remember who it was probably me Joe and some other Stroud kids you know um, and uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I called called this Alvin guy, and he sent me sent me some stuff, you know. And he sent me. Do you remember a brand that was around for a minute called Channel One? Oh yeah, yeah, Channel One. Was it Channel One and Acme they did back then? Probably wasn't that something like that? I yeah. think it probably was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. And I think they probably came out. Channel One was from that, you know, was yeah, yeah, Ac- yeah. Acme or, or GNS sure. or something. I don't know. So he was sending. He sent me like a board every now and then, which was amazing. You know what I mean? Um, so that was cool but I don't know what happened that kind of just started slowing down a bit I don't know why or what happened but I was hanging out like I said I was hanging out more with, with Tom hanging out you know with, with, with Alex a bit and all that and um, Northampton that's when the whole Northampton thing was moving so it's like Deathbox you know Jeremy Fox from Deathbox had a place down the road you know, him and his, like, infamous white transit van driving around, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we were always in the back of there, hanging out, yeah. you know, sleeping at the warehouse yeah. on the on the racks where you, you put the boards, you know? And uh, then it just started. I mean, I was hanging out with those dudes a lot and just started to get boards from them, from Deathbox. And that's right around the time that Deathbox changed from, like, all the deep concave stuff to the more mellow stuff, the more popsicle shapes, you know, and I think that's when the whole flip death box thing was kind of, you know, they were thinking about that. Uh, so, yeah, I was getting them boards, which was really cool. Um, and also, they were distributed by Shiners, which is in Bristol. Oh, right, I didn't know that. Okay. And I was all... Yeah, 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 they were distributed by Shiners. And I was back and forth always from... Bristol to Northampton to skate the park and to hang out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would always take a box of boards up. Right, okay. You know, I'd always, like, hand-deliver the team boards or whatever it was or... Sure, okay. You know, yeah. my, my, my old man would drive me up there, you know, and, like, I'd hand-deliver a few boxes for him and stuff like that. Um, so that was cool. That was kind of that connection with Deathbox, you know what I mean? So, yeah, just getting flow off them, and then all of a sudden it was like talking to Shiners I can't remember the guy's name actually that, that he used to deal with all the um, sponsorship stuff that Shiners did I get yeah they just I get a call one day and he's like yeah yeah from Shiners da 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 just you know got two things on the table you know distribution sponsors so just getting a bit of products really yeah sure yeah but it was Powell or someone else you know, and I was thinking, fuck, that's pretty crazy power. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty mad. And it wasn't as cool as it was back in the day. Yeah, sure. You know, but I was like, you know, this is fucking pretty crazy. I mean, that's a pretty big opportunity to ride for power. Yeah, definitely, yeah. You know? Um, or do I hang around and see if this death box, you know, flip thing happens or, or whatever? And then in the end, I was just like, you know, no, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, take some power boards. I mean, why not, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, and just for me, it was just insane to, you know, have the opportunity to ride for a company like Powell, who I grew up, you know, seeing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, it was absolutely massive for our generation. That that brand is huge. Yeah, and it just seemed like, oh, this, you know, this California brand and everything, even though I'm getting boards from a distributor and no one even knows about me. Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay, fuck Powell, yeah, sounds good, like, let's do it. So Shiners had hooked me up, Powell stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, 
eventually, like, uh, Todd Hastings, the team manager for Powell in, in the US, called me up and he was just like, yeah, we want to get you out and, you know, come hang out, skate, want to check you out and That's all this nice, stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, what? You want me to go there? This is fucking mental. Yeah, because I mean, like opportunities you know, like that weren't very, that rarely happened really for anybody in the UK or, or Europe really to get, to kind of go out there. No, it was probably I mean, like 93, 94, was it? Something like that? No, it was before. Right, okay. Because 94, I went to China with Cab and I'd already been yeah, right, yeah. in the States for me. So maybe 93, something like that. Probably like 93 then, I guess. I'm really bad with this, with dates and trying That's to right, pinpoint things to certain dates, you know. I, yeah, yeah, oh, no, I know I'm terrible yeah. as well, so yeah. But even if it's just... A, so it's probably... A, a vague thing. Sorry, you, go on, mate. Just to, as long as it's in the right order for, for you that you remember it, it doesn't matter about when it was really. Well, I mean, the fact I remember is something, you know, so <laughs> what, the date is irrelevant. I just feel like I've lived like three lives, you know. Yeah, yeah, completely. So yeah, it must have been around 93. I'd never been on a plane, Right, yeah, you know, yeah, I'd yeah, never yeah. been outside of England. I'd never fucking done, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've been up and down the motorways, you know, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. car, going <laughs> skating, and you know, I'd never been abroad. I'd never been outside of England. And then, yeah, I'm on a plane, you know. And actually, Habgood came with me as well because I was like, to Powell, I said like, you know, the first time I can't, I don't want to come on my own. It's kind of weird. Right. Like can I, can I come? Can someone come with me? Can I bring a friend with me? And Paul was just like, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look after him. He just got to get his flight, you know. And fuck, we were just like, whoa, shit. So, so Joe worked a YTS job as a mechanic, right? Yeah. On on Saturdays, you know, shit. This is another story. So my first ever board I got is because. I never had a board. I snapped my board or whatever. Two weeks went by and I was like, I'm just not going to, I'm not, this skateboard thing, I can't do it, you know? Yeah. I don't don't have money to buy boards all the time and, you know, all this stuff, so whatever. So I was just hanging out. And, um, yeah, Joe was like, no, like, meet me at work, you know, one o'clock or whatever on on Saturday because he only used to work Saturdays. Right, Okay. You know, it was like a YTS, like a youth training scheme. So he went to school, but then he did this, you know, to learn a trade or whatever, you know. So he's like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 bring your trucks, bring your trucks. And, you know, we're going to... And I was like, why? You know, I don't have a board. He's like, no, it doesn't matter, just come anyway. So I go down there, I got my... And then we jump the train to Swindon, you know, and we get to Roller Mania in Swindon, the skate shop. Joe's just like, right, choose any board on the wall, mate. I'm paying for it. Oh, that's gnarly. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, choose any board, hurry up, otherwise I'm going to choose your board and you probably won't like it. <laughs> so the first ever new board I had was um, because Joe paid for it. Yeah. Gnarly, that's amazing. Yeah, and I had a, a Underworld Element uh, Rick Ibisita board. Which one? The, which... And it was Fucking amazing. Which was it? The one with the woman on the bottom with like with the gun and that? Or was it, which one was it? Yeah, it was that, yeah. yeah. It was that one, yeah. Oh, Seth bought one of those recently. Like a vintage really? one. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, he had one. He, wow. We got one. He went to, we, me and him went to Slam when we were really young. And I think we got a second hand one off someone. I don't know who it was. It could, it possibly could have been Curtis, but I don't know. But, but you know what? <laughs> Say that, Curtis. I saw Curtis McCann doing a shifty ollie in Rad Magazine on one of those boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that, and that yeah. sticks to my mind. You yeah, know? yeah. So that was one of his... So that your was brother one... bought one probably off Curtis. But it could have been. I, do you know, we were so young then, and like Slam back then was pretty, like, pretty intimidating shop, you know, like if you're going yeah. there, if you, if you weren't from around there. I mean, we were just like, you know from Sheffield we didn't you know we didn't really know skate we didn't even know, know any skateboarders then really I mean it was pretty much yeah, yeah. and skate- for a kid to go in a shop like that you know the yeah, slam city yeah yeah and like buy a board because it's like you know you ne- it's like you never saw boards very much and stuff and like you probably bought it for like 10 quid off someone and yeah I don't know <laughs> but yeah he got he yeah was, it was, he it was all second hand stuff back then wasn't yeah. it oh totally yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah, going to America the first time, that's gnarly with Joe, that's crazy. So yeah, Joe had this YTS and what he did was, um, he wanted to come, you know, and I wanted him to come, you know, we were fucking peas in a pod, you know. And uh, he's like, right, you know, fuck this YTS, not going to do it. And he'd been buying all the tools, all these snap-on tools and all these drawers okay. and like all these, you know, toolboxes and, yeah. and Joe sold it to his dad. Right, okay. To get the money to then buy the flight, yeah, you know, so yeah, there we were on the plane, off to, you know, California, like, yeah, is a is a pretty pretty wild one. So yeah, we went we went to Cali and we were there, I don't know, how, two weeks maybe, the very very first trip. Maybe Joe remembers more than me. I don't know, but yeah, it was insane. I mean, we got we we flew, we got there. Todd Hastings, like I said, the team manager, he was supposed to pick me up. And, uh, you know, we're waiting and waiting. No one shows up. You know, no cell phone, none of that back then. You know, trying to work out an American phone, calling, no answer. And then this big, tall, blonde-haired dude just rolls up. And he's like, you know, hey, you Danny? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hey, what's up? You know? And, uh, yeah. Just fucking picked us up, drove us, drove us, drove us to Powell, dropped us off, you know. And that was that where the the Powell warehouse was there, the the skate park and stuff like that. And was that still there then? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this, you know, this big tall blonde dude picked us up, drove us, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Ty." I'm like, "Hey, what's that?" Ty Evans. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the first person I met was Ty Ty Evans when I went. You know. Anyway, he dropped us off in Santa Barbara. Um. Just was like pulled up in the car. We, I remember we were on the on the freeway, and it was like raining, and he had no like windscreen wipers, you know. Right. And I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" You know. <laughs> anyway, we get to we get two hours later. We get to Santa Barbara. We pull up in a car park, and he just points to a house in the dark, the only house right in the car park, like a security hut basically that's been converted into like a couple of rooms. Right. Okay. And he's like, "Yeah, you stay in there. Just knock the door." get out and he just drives off you know we're just like what the fuck you know anyway knock the door Johnny Oliver who designed and built and ran well he designed and built it with his with his dad uh, Skate Zone the old Powell yeah yeah um, skate park which I didn't know was across the street you know right okay yeah yeah so we're there and um yeah, we stay and whatever, wake up the next day. I'm just like, it's weird as fuck, you know. And then, yeah, went over to the offices. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm here, I'm looking for, you know what I mean? No idea. Looking for Todd Hastings? Oh, yeah, yeah go upstairs. Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah, that was that. Right. So that did that, you go yeah. on tour from there or was it just like, did you go and shoot photos, go street skating? It was more It was more just hanging out and going skating, really. Right. yeah. Did you go skate the park a lot and stuff? And... Yeah, because Johnny, who who... I was staying at the, at the house, you know. Um, yeah, he had the keys. So we would go up there, pri private sessions at night, you know. All these people would be there hanging out, you know. And, uh, yeah, it was just pretty crazy, you know. And that park was just like, oh, shit. And do you remember the big in... Um, Animal chin, you know, when they're looking for the ramp and they come yeah. across the big skateboard. Oh, yeah, the big, you know, like, the big, big kind of rock board, skateboard. Yeah, 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 like that was in the park, and it's just right. like, oh shit, that's the thing, yeah, man, yeah. you know. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, just seeing that video in, I mean, it's just sorry, seeing that skate park in videos, you know, like the stuff in um, Plan B video, isn't there? There's like a parks and demo section and yeah. the stuff from there, and Danny Way skating there and stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, mass, yeah, yeah. That and then obviously, fucking like, vert wall. It was like, like huge, huge vert wall. Yeah. And they used to have street contests in there, and it's like not yeah. remotely street whatsoever, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, totally. The, the classic old street contest. But yeah, that was crazy, man. So, like, that was just there. That was across the street. You skated whenever you want. You know what I mean? And just so surreal. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, sitting in George Powell's office, hanging out, chatting with him, and yeah, stroking yeah, yeah. the dog, you know? And, yeah. Um, and, and, and that guy is fucking amazing. You know, George Powell is such an amazing guy. And, you know, without the decisions he made and, and whatever, and 
you know, changed my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, totally. completely. Yeah. Changed my life. Um, so I got a lot to thank him for. You know, and obviously the other people are around, but like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is a, that is a lot for a, like we were saying, just especially like American companies didn't really kind of gamble on anybody from Europe at all back then, really, very much. You know, like. No, I mean. <sighs> A few people... I mean, Manzuri rode for Powell, didn't he? Sure, Manzuri. But I think he was based in the UK. Yeah. I suppose you had Carl on stereo, which got like maybe a couple of years, a year later. Yeah, that was that was later. I mean, yeah, he yeah. was... he was. Yeah. That was Flip right then, you know? Yeah, the start you were for Flip. Flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, yeah. Um, so that wasn't happening. I mean, Nicky Guerrero, obviously from Copenhagen, he had been pro for Powell sure. previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think based back in Europe as the European division or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone that had actually, I don't know, you know what I mean? Because I was like out there and, yeah, and yeah, after yeah, that yeah. I was out there a lot, you know, yeah, and yeah. staying there a lot, more more than I was in England probably, you know? Right. So would you go out with like a, a good, a good? did you have a visa or anything like that or was it just punking it? No, I mean, this was, this was pre-9-11 so life was easy, you know? Um, you could go out for three months you know, go home for a week and come back out for another three months. Go home for a week and come back out, you know. Um, no one checked anything. You know, there wasn't fingerprints. They weren't scanning your eyes. They weren't putting a rubber glove on. You know, it was just like, you know, what's your purpose? Oh, yeah, vacation. Okay, cool. Have a good one. See yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it was easy. You'd go through with not a penny in your pocket, you know, whereas now it's a very different thing. So back then it was very easy. Very easy to spend time in the States and, and no visas, no, none of that nonsense, you know. Right. And did you ever get pulled up on any of that shit there at all or not really? Not once, never, no. Not once. Not once, no, no, no. It was always interesting going, traveling through the States into Canada. Yeah. Because we'd always drive up for that, what was that, Slam City oh, contest Slam City or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam City Jam, that's it. And, uh, you know, we get to the border and they'd be like, yep, seven from the US and one from England. They're like, right, English guy out in the, you know, in the room, you know. The sweat, sweat you for a bit. Yeah, and I remember I, remember I got strip searched twice, <laughs> Did you actually. fucking hell? Full bollocks out, strip searched. Well, I remember one guy, time, you know, it's not much to do on well, you know, patrols. <laughs> and one time there's like some female, like, border patrol woman just there you know and uh yeah and i'm just like how the fuck is this possible like what is going on and i'm like whatever wait yeah, yeah. help yourself you know like there's nothing i'm just trying to go with my mates hanging out you know well, i remember that was quite bizarre going into canada but yeah the state tonight was very easy super super easy moving around no problem at all yeah so you really did notice a difference after 9 11 it really just tightened up Oh, completely different. Yeah, yeah. To totally different, yeah, So I yeah, suppose yeah. You, were, you were, like, kind of post, post that time, you were still going to America quite a bit, weren't you? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't know what it was, but I just kind of got tired of it in the end. You the back, know, and, the I, back and forth kind of thing. Yeah, and tired of America. I wanted to be more in Europe because, I, I, you know, I think the natural step is to, to, to do, you know, UK, then Europe, then the States... And I didn't. I went from UK to the States. So that whole Europe bit, I hadn't done. You know, and when I decided to, like, kind of spend more time in Europe and, and do all that, I was like, fuck, actually, this is way fucking better. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for me, you know, I was like, yeah. I, you know, and going to contests in Europe, and it was just a laugh, as opposed to going to a contest, you know, Tampa Pro or something... You know, I'm talking Tampa Pro when, when, you know, you got a fucking certificate, photocopied certificate, <laughs> yeah. you know, for placing, you know, fifth or something. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't win anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, not, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I've got one somewhere. I think I've got a, a Tampa, a skate park, a Tampa. <laughs> really nice. Like, Tampa Pro certificate, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gift voucher on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> not even yeah, not just a bit of paper like yeah. You yeah, got yeah. seventh cheers. See ya. <laughs> I remember the only comp I ever won was uh, one at St Albans. I think in about two thousand, and like yeah, I got the same thing. Look at that little laminated thing. I think I won a yeah a mini discman. That was my prize that I got. <laughs> <laughs> mini discman and a dip dab. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like. Well, go on back home now. <laughs> see you later on. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. You know. 
So that was. I mean, you know, it's that you kind of the, the, made that conscious decision to be kind of more, more based in Bristol then, really, and kind of like well, be here. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's back and forth and all that stuff, and I, you know, I was doing it for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just, I just wanted to be. I guess opening the shop in '97 probably had a lot to do with it. Right. Okay. You know, yeah. I wanted to be back there and, and, and you know hang out back there a bit more and on all that stuff, you know. And um, I mean, yeah, I was, you know, on Vans US. You know what I mean? It was sure. like I was on yeah, yeah, Powell yeah. US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a conscious decision or I just wanted a rest and I just wanted to chill or I don't really remember, you know. I mean, in, in hindsight, you know, obviously I don't regret anything ever, you know. I don't regret things, but, like, I probably should have thought about it a bit more and put a bit more time in. Right, okay, you know? yeah. But I think it's like, you've always got to follow follow your instincts in some ways, and it's like, you know, it's like, a, I think America, I've only been to America once and not really been very to many of the big bits around here. I've only been to randomly Vermont with 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 Kerry. We went out for one of, um, one of the work things she was doing. We were just there for a bit, and it's like... There, I think there is kind of like we went to Canada as well, but it's like Canada was quite was was really good. But yeah, that feels like America in, in a kind of cultural way. I feel it's Australia as well a little bit. It's like it's not it's not the same culturally as Europe, and the kind of no no it's, it's completely different. I mean, you know, when 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 people from the states come over to Europe for the first time, and I see it living here in Barcelona a lot. You know, people shit themselves. They're just like, oh, my fucking God. What, so this is actually freedom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Do you know, I was listening to... I was, uh, well, I can actually smoke a cigarette and yeah, I can yeah. drink, a beer, drink a beer or I can, public, you know, yeah. walk down the street or I can, like, cross the road when I want to cross the road. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get a ticket, yeah. You know, and I think, yeah, I'm, I'm the worst. You know, if you tell me not to do something, I'm going to do it, you know. So, like, being in that sort of environment in in, Amer- in the States is just... I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, and, I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, good yeah, friends yeah. there and, and, sure. and some really, really memorable times there. Yeah, and definitely. I'd love to go back and do a road trip. Yeah, I really yeah, would. Completely, yeah, yeah. See a lot of people. Uh, but it's funny, I, I've... I've travelled more in the States than I have in the UK. Really? Okay, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mental. I suppose I mean, that's just the, the time of yeah. your life that you went out there and it's like the age you were and it's like... Yeah, and also, you know, I was riding for Powell. I was always there. We all, They were always active. We always did stuff. They, you know, if skateboarding was like doing all right if, or if skateboarding was on their ass, you know, Powell would fucking have money for the team, go out, do your thing, skate, you know, go on tour or or do trips or do whatever you want, you know. And Powell were always really cool with that, you know. Um, you know, and we, we used to do those, I can't remember the name of one of the videos, Strip Mall Heroes, I think it oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one where we're getting around with the, the ramp that folds down. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're going around the States and we're, we're, we're doing all that. Yeah. And, um, I mean... I mean, amazing, that, man, you know? Yeah, I would never go back to some of those places. <laughs> no, I'm like, sure you went to some places that were out, pretty, pretty... <laughs> out of pretty choice, rustic. I wouldn't go back to some of those places as well. Yeah. But, but to say you've done it in that in that scenario, it's like, that's amazing. I mean, how many, like, tourists, British tourists would do any of that shit? It's like nobody would. No, I mean, yeah. I, you know... See those places. I thought it was the movies, you know. I, t- I, t- I say this story sometimes, you know. I thought it was the movies, right, where... You pull up and there's a gas station. You know, you imagine like the movie where you've got the road straight and it goes on forever and there's nothing, tumbleweeds and whatever, you know. And then there's like a shell gas station, you know, and you pull up and there's the dude in the rocking chair out front (laughs) chewing a big long piece of grass and he's got like, you know, the foam cap, shell foam cap on and the signs, the signs swinging and it's creaking, you know tumbleweeds and whatnot, beef jerky, you know, picture it all. And uh, I thought that was like some weird movies, but you would pull up places like that. You know, that sort of like, you know, you boys are not from around here, you know, that (laughs) sort of thing, you know. Some proper hillbillies, yeah. I remember being like, fucking, check this out. Like, I didn't think this was real. 
yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's get back in the car and get out of here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mental. But, like, a lot of that, and, you know, all these weird, you know, I mean, little towns and... Yeah, mad. Mad. Driving all, all, all across the country, you know? Yeah. So what? So while you were doing all that kind of skateboarding and all that kind of stuff, were you still still doing artwork then and still doing graph stuff? And or did that, no, I mean, did that take a back drawing a and, and yeah. always had a sketchbook. Always had a sketchbook with me. Always you know drawing stuff and, and whatever, maybe painting a little bit of stuff and all that. Not graffiti stuff at all, really. You know, maybe a bit when I went home, but not. You know, I mean, that, I was skating. You know, my focus was just like skateboarding you know what I mean I mean always followed that those those different things you know always been into graffiti or, or you know the street art thing or graffiti or but not really doing that much at that time you yeah. know what I mean yeah right because I suppose I remember kind of when you kind of were back in Bristol and, and not really going to America that much anymore it's like I was um, probably before I, don't know, I can't remember when I, when I started working in 50 maybe 2004 I think maybe something like that 2005 but maybe just for that it felt like you were quite active in like your artwork stuff kind of went up a notch and you did yeah I, I think that was a great thing about going spending more time in Bristol and Bristol generally yeah because there is a massive and art scene there isn't there it's, it's really there is yeah and you know like we, we were talking about earlier about um, when I was back a month ago you know and the whole, that huge exhibition that's on at the moment and, you know, that weekend of doing all of the um, documentaries and stuff like that, you know, it's just so rich yeah, in that culture. Yeah. You know, and I go back and I'm hanging out with, like, all my friends. who They're all painting. They're all, they're artists. I mean, they are artists. They make money from, you know what I mean, from, from painting and that's what they do full time. I don't think you can call yourself an artist if, if that's not what you do to make money, really, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, don't, you almost don't deserve to call yourself it, you know what I mean, unless you're struggling and doing it and, like, you sure. know, fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, working your craft. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just surrounded by all this, and it's just like, man, I fucking love it. I really miss this. You know, and obviously, like, with my eldest daughter, Maggie, she's, you know, she's an incredible artist. She's an amazing painter, you know, um, and she's, she's A-level, you know, doing painting and photography and stuff now. Um, so she's with me, you know. I'm like, you know, come out and hang out and stuff like that. You know, and just her being around all these people too, you know, I think it's a great thing for her to be around, you know, and, and she loves it too. Actually, one time when I was back in Bristol, me and her, like, we hung out every day, all day, you know, which I love. That's the only reason to go back. Like, my youngest as well, obviously, but she's, like, she's doing different stuff. She's hanging out with her mates more, all that stuff, so... But then Maggie, I remember she messaged me afterwards. She was like, you know, D, that week, hanging around and, like, going to, you know, your mate's studios and doing all that and just being around artists and creatives... She was like, that taught me more about art in that week than any class year thing I've ever done. Yeah. You yeah, know totally. what I mean? Yeah. And I was so stoked when she sent me that. You That's know. amazing, though. It's like it's having a connection with those things because it's, it, it's really hard. It's like uh, uh, my, Coco, my daughter, she's 11. She's so into art and she just she draws all the time and stuff like that. But it's great you can have that connection with your kid and it's yeah. and, and, yeah. just, and show them that it's not just because a lot of kids like if their parents aren't creative in any way or and they're into creative things then they have to find it for themselves but if there's those things that that show there's a broader thing to just like just school stuff or just what they see on the internet that's right that, yeah yeah that's really, right that's really right important. That's the end of the first part of my interview with Danny Wainwright. The second part should be in your podcast feed right now. I do hope you join me there.